We are here reporting live from Clown World on March 8th, 2023. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. On deck tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about Tucker Carlson's January 6th footage that he's been putting out. Uh, the New York Times New Intelligence, finger quotes, air quotes, they're reporting on about the pro-Ukrainian groups that were supposedly behind the Nord Stream pipeline explosions. Bunch of BS at that one for sure. Uh, what else? What else? We've got this hack of the House of Representatives where some group is trying to go after their personal information, their healthcare information. Uh, definitely something with that one. More train derailments, friggin' A. More stuff going on in Ohio. I don't know why it's Ohio. Uh, a former Clinton official we're being told, uh, died from air turbulence. Yeah. Okay. Sounds legit. What else? What else? Uh, you know, it's, I guess it's like women's history month or something like that. I don't even know when March became women's history month, but, uh, at a white house ceremony, a transgender person received an award during a ceremony for International Women of Courage. That's why we are reporting from Clown World, folks, because that's exactly what we're in. Mm, and a lot of other stuff, too. The FTC, Biden administration, going after uh, Elon Musk, trying to dig up information on who Elon Musk is giving the Twitter files information to. So, all right. Let's go ahead and get into it. Some folks saying that nothing's showing up on Rumble. You might have to just refresh the feed because it looks like the chat's going and some people are getting the streams, so you might just have to refresh. Command R. All right, guys, let's dive into it. A couple of things that I put out today. Number one, I wrote up this quick substack on the southern border because I was watching this YouTube video series by a guy. His name is Peter Santanello, and he's basically this more or less travel vlogger. He just goes around the world to different cultures with his GoPro and films them, films his experiences all around the world. The latest series he did, he went down to the Mexico border in Yuma, Arizona, and essentially spent the day, one of the days he spent was with a sheriff taking him around the border, the access roads, and another day he spent with a uh, former Daily Caller journalist, uh, Jorge Ventura, and awesome video series. A lot of great information on the ground reporting from exactly what's going on at the border. It's, it was enlightening, this video series, but it's also a travesty as to what's going on there with all the human smuggling, the drug smuggling, everything going on. It's, it's incredible. Our government has a 1.7 million person backlog of migrants that they're rolling through the legal system right now. That's just, it's insane. So, Go check out that Substack. Go check out that video series. A lot of good information in there about the crisis at the border. And then I also put out a video today about, uh, and I talked about this a week or two back, this new social media, it's not a platform. It's really a, a network called Noster. And Noster stands for Notes and Other Stuff Transmitted by Relays. It's a decentralized open protocol system that you can sign up for and you can use a variety of apps to sign into it. Uh, There's desktop apps like this one here called Nostergram. 
There's apps on phones. I use one called uh, Damus, D-A-M-U-S, on my iPhone. And you can sign into Noster using a variety of different apps. And, uh, you know, the ramifications of that are huge because no matter what app you sign in with, just using your, your private key, your Noster private key, you can sign into any app. All your posts show up, all your following, your followers show up. So it's basically uncensorable. If one app starts to mess with you or mess with anybody, you just use a different one. But it's all on the Noster network. It can't really be censored at all. And it's also uh, integrated with the Bitcoin Lightning Network too. So you can get tipped on your posts and tip other people too. So I think this sort of decentralized open protocol system will change the game of social media. I think it will uh, in time. So I put out this quick tutorial video today talking a little bit about it. And it's, uh, go check it out, the Noster system. Noster, open protocol, decentralized, uncensorable, and uh, really it's customizable for the user experience too. It's, it's pretty sweet. I'm liking it. So let's get into some of the new stuff. Tucker Carlson releasing that footage on Monday night, and it's huge, man. I mean, he caught Ray Epps. He caught, he caught Fed Epps in a bold-faced lie, lying to Congress, where Ray Epps said that uh, by the time he was sending certain text messages or by some certain time, Ray Epps told Congress that he was away from the protest. Meanwhile, the footage that Tucker Carlson and his team reviewed showed that Ray Epps was still there, still there at the protest. So bold-faced lie to Congress, Ray Epps caught. And also the footage of the QAnon shaman guy literally given a guided tour of the Capitol building by Capitol Police. They were showing him to a bunch of different rooms. They were trying to even unlock rooms for him, showed him all the way to the Senate chamber. I mean, QAnon shaman guy, Jacob Chansley, got basically a guided tour of the Capitol. So you got to wonder, what the hell was that all about? Was it done just for the photo op? Were the Capitol Police told to do that? So... That photo op could happen, and then the media would just jump on that story, make it go viral, use it for their psyop purposes, weaponize the whole thing, right? This this newly released footage that Tucker Carlson put out, it answers some things, but it also begs a hell of a lot more questions as well as to what the heck really went on. But massive stuff. Um, a lot of these clowns in Congress, clowns in the media, they are scared shitless they're just flipping a bitch over it are you not entertained chuck schumer crying in front of congress <laughs> basically crying tucker needs to be stopped fox news needs to take tucker off the air it's a travesty oh my god <laughs> mitch mcconnell blubbering about it all too he, all he does is blubber kind of looks like a walrus right so oh man it's great what was this oh anderson cooper had this guy on you remember this guy he was the uh he was one of the capitol police there and <laughs> this guy has to be paid he has to be he has to have been given money to do all the shilling he's been doing for the past two years about january 6th this bearded guy with the gray hair but anderson cooper just being a freaking jackass you are fake news you know i mean the idea of Tucker Carlson 
being in that mob that day and not wetting his pants is hard to imagine. I mean, th th I, I find it hard to understand somebody who has never put himself in harm's way in, in any capacity for anyone else uh, or on reporting a story um, and yet has the audacity to try to rewrite history. I mean, uh, number one, how does all of that, how is all of that even relevant? What does it matter as part of the conversation? Number two, personal attacks. He's just going after Tucker. Personal attacks. And number three, what's he talking about rewriting history? And yet has the audacity to try to rewrite history. I mean, that, that's what this is. It, it is an attempt to rewrite history. On well, we need to rewrite the history when the history is wrong. And if you think the news is fake, try science. Try history. Hell of a lot of fake history, we're told. So yeah, that shit does need to be rewritten. Right? They were the ones writing the fake history. On what is one of the most consequential, you know, certainly one of the biggest events in American democracy and the uh, biggest threats to American democracy. I agree. I mean, Tucker Carlson is, you know, by his own admission, an entertainer, not a journalist. Um, and uh, on top of that, he's just proven himself to be what does that matter? Uh, Donald Trump's chief propagandist. And that's all this was. And I think that, uh, you know, most Americans recognize that uh, way before this uh, segment aired, that this was propaganda. Uh, and it was an attempt uh, by Tucker Carlson to, uh, to downplay and, and whitewash the events of January 6th. Thousand percent projection. Uh, yes, the unreleased footage is propaganda. Not the fact that they held that footage and then spun a fake narrative about it. That's not propaganda. Right, right. So you see what they're you see what they're freaking out about. It's pretty great. It's pretty glorious. But you gotta wonder, is Tucker Carlson gonna keep bringing the heat? Or are the big wigs at Fox News gonna try to shut him down and silence him? A lot of questions about that. Uh, on to our next story. Let's talk about this New York Times article they put out yesterday intelligence suggests pro-ukrainian group sabotaged pipelines u.s officials say new intelligence reporting amounts to the first significant known lead all right about who was responsible for the attack on the Nord Stream pipelines that carried natural gas from russia to europe new intelligence reviewed by u.s officials suggest a pro-ukrainian group carried out the attack on the Nord Stream pipeline last year. Uh, U.S. officials, officials say, officials say. So let's scroll down a little bit more here. The New York Times. I found this part funny. What we consider before using anonymous sources. They're trying to really make you trust them. Because everybody, everybody knows, calls BS these days when it comes to anonymous, unnamed sources. So they're really trying to uh, justify that here. Number two, it's hilarious how they bring up investigative journalist Seymour Hersh's Substack article where Seymour Hersh was reporting on sources he had that were telling him that it was Biden that ordered that operation. It was Joe Biden and probably some group of uh, maybe U.S. military contractor, probably CIA operatives that carried out that attack. That's what Seymour Hersh 
was reporting. Yet in this New York Times article, U.S. officials say Mr. Biden and his top aides did not authorize a mission to destroy the Nord Stream pipelines. And they say there was no U.S. involvement. Well, that settles that. That settles that. See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. Number one bullshit newspaper. New York Times. It's a cover-up job. It's a pure cover-up job. Can you say misdirection? Can you say diversion? Nothing to see here, folks. It was not Biden. Seymour Hersh, Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist, is fake news. But listen to our new intelligence that we have. We're not going to tell you who said it. We're not even going to give you any names about this pro-Ukrainian group. Very vague. No details about that pro-Ukrainian group. So no names on where this intelligence came from. No names on the pro-Ukrainian group. But it was not Biden. You can take that to the bank. And then, same day that the New York Times put this out, a German newspaper called Zit, Zit, I guess, uh, also put out a report saying the same thing. So a major German newspaper said a Ukrainian-owned yacht was used in a secret operation to attack the Nord Stream pipelines. Huh. Major American fake news? with major German, I'm assuming, fake news, both putting out reports the same day, essentially promoting the same narrative, that it was some pro-Ukrainian group with a yacht and whatever. And get this, here's the kicker. Just four days ago, Joe Biden met with the German chancellor in Washington, D.C. Four days ago. (laughs) What do you think they talked about at that meeting? them working together on the narratives they're going to put out. All right, all right. I'll have the New York Times say this, Joe Biden says. German Chancellor, all right, I'll have my newspaper say this. We will coordinate our narratives. We can't let them know that it was you, Biden, that ordered that attack. And now German authorities are saying that they searched the boat the Nord Stream saboteurs may have used. So they say. So they're really hounding these narratives home. Uh, I mean, if you want to be technical, what is a pro-Ukrainian group that could have been behind the Nord Stream pipeline blow-up? We could call that the Joe Biden administration. (laughs) We could call that the CIA. But yeah, clearly diversion tactics going on with this New York Times shit piece here. So there's that. Let's move on now to Ohio. God, how much shit's just going to go down in Ohio? This is incredible. What What's up with Ohio? Why Ohio? Why is all this train derailment and so many of these industrial plant explosion stuff, why is it the epicenter in Ohio? Anyway, another Norfolk Southern train. This was yesterday. Another Norfolk Southern train. Uh, the conductor is dead after the train collided with a dump truck in Ohio. So, um, horrible situation, that's for damn sure. And another Norfolk Southern train, another one in Ohio, hitting a dump truck, hot diggity damn. So there's that. And then we have another train derailment, this one in West Virginia. Shocking, it's not Norfolk Southern this time, and shocking, it's not in Ohio. But Another train derailment, 
This one spilled a bunch of diesel fuel in the river. So great, another ecological disaster. But this one's in West Virginia, three injured. Crews responding to fiery train derailment. I didn't have that on my bingo card for 2023. Ohio train derailments. China spy balloons. God, we're only two months into this year. Shoot. Okay. Next story. Congressional data breach. House members' accounts and personal identification stolen. The government is calling it a significant data breach into the Congress's health network, health insurance network. It's unclear how many members were affected or how much information was taken, but we're hearing that we're talking spouses, kids, employees, all kinds of people's data were breached in this attack, and it's targeting the House, the House of Representatives. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Shit, was this a CIA? When in doubt, blame it on the CIA. That's kind of the safest stance to take these days. Is this some sort of message? If there really is some conspiracy to this, something more, they're targeting the House of Representatives. So we've got, let's see here, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, gave all that January 6th footage to Tucker Carlson. We've got House of Representatives opening up subcommittees to investigate COVID origins. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. The I mean, the House is under, more or less, under MAGA control, basically. So could this be some sort of deep state group trying to send a message to the House, especially concerning that this data breach happens two days? Two days after Tucker Carlson released that January 6th footage that he got from House Speaker Kevin McCarthy? The conspiracy gears are turning in my brain with this one, but um, honestly, I don't think we're going to hear probably much more about it. It'll, it's likely this data breach will get brushed right under the rug. There'll be some story that blows up next week that'll, you know, distract everybody, garner their attention, and all these other stories will just fade into the wind. Let's see. White House opposes designating drug cartels as terrorist organizations. Speaking of those drug cartels, speaking of that crisis on the southern border, and check out this kicker from White House spokesperson Jean-Pierre. She said designating these drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations, FTOs, would not grant us any additional authorities that we don't really have at this time. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that completely wrong? You are fake news. Isn't that completely wrong? Wouldn't classifying cartels as terrorist organizations open up a hell of a lot of government resources, possibly even military resources, to handle the cartels? Again, I could be wrong. But you guys let me know in the chat if that's true. Sounds like she's full of shit. We know she is. But why? Why does not why doesn't the White House want to designate drug cartels as terrorist organizations? And spokesperson says that we don't really have those additional authorities. Well, I mean, if we didn't send 150 billion dollars to Ukraine, well maybe 
you know, and millions of rounds of ammunition and all those rifles and tanks and all that crap. Maybe, maybe we would have some more resources. Department of Homeland Security. Right. Um, just a thought. Just a thought. Next thought. Clinton side. Arkansas side. Conspiracy gear is turning with this one too. Former Clinton official dies after jet turbulence incident. Uh, the passenger who died after a severe jet turbulence incident in the skies above New England last week was a prominent lawyer who served on both the Clinton and Obama administrations, according to authorities. Yeah, maybe that really happened. Um, was she not wearing the seatbelt? Did the seatbelt light not go off on the flight? Have you guys ever heard of somebody dying from jet turbulence? I mean, I've heard of people getting injured, like hitting their head in the passenger cabin and whatnot. So, okay, maybe it's possible. But on the other hand, I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, did some agent, deep state asset, just like clubber over the head? And then they're blaming it on turbulence. I don't know. Shitty stuff to theorize about, but you guys know in clown world, this is the stuff you have to think of because we are in clown world after all. So yeah, anyway, weird story there. Next up, speaking of Hillary Clinton, getting into the woke agenda here, the gender agenda. I mean, Hillary Clinton is like, morphing three or four different woke topics into one basket of shit here. Everything woke turns to shit. This is what she had to say during some summit with Mika Brzezinski there right next to her. So, you know, this is going to be good. Finally, I'm so glad that Elena Zelenska is here because women are <clears throat> women and and children are the primary victims of conflict and of climate change and mm. what women and children are the primary victims of climate change if you have a penis you have nothing to worry about don't worry men Climate change, not a problem for you. But if you have a vagina, or I guess if you still have a penis, but you just call yourself a female, well then, you need to worry. You're a climate change victim. Let's get some of them carbon taxes back. Reparations, demand it. Women and, and children are the primary victims of conflict and of climate change, and there is no place that unfortunately, tragically shows us that more dramatically than Ukraine today, but there are a lot of other conflicts, a lot of other uh, challenges that we have to uh, take into account as we look at gender apartheid in Afghanistan, uh, the persecution and oppression of girls and women. Climate change, Ukraine, gender pandering, all in one, all in one, all in one sentence, guys. 
Good God, that's incredible. That is... Mind-blowing there. Right, you know, all, all this war and conflict. Don't worry, man, not a problem. Even though, typically, it's the males going to war, getting shot at, doing the shooting, dying in the war. No victims there. But if you're a woman, if you have a vagina, well then, you are the victim. <laughs> Oh man, Just climate change out of nowhere. What? Uh, and uh, still on the gender agenda here. Yes, ceremony at the White House for International Women of Courage. And I shit you not, a transgender female, otherwise known as a biological male, a penis person, received an award. During the International Women of Courage ceremony, Dr. Jill Biden, fake doctor, Jill Biden. Joe Biden wasn't there. I don't think Joe Biden's been seen, by the way, in days. For a while, Joe Biden hasn't been seen. I think the White House spokesperson person, Jean-Pierre, was even asked about it today. Like, where's Joe Biden? We haven't seen him for a while. So, Jill Biden was at this ceremony, handing out... An International Women of Courage Award to somebody who is not a woman. Yeah. Crikey. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. What do you have to say about this? I, I don't know what to say about this. I don't have anything to say about this. I... Next story, COVID origins probe from the House subcommittee is going to get going soon. And they uncovered new email evidence suggesting Dr. Anthony Fauci prompted drafting of a publication to disprove the lab leak theory. That draft was called proximal origin. Fauci drafted this report. Do we have a date? When did he try to draft this? I think it was pretty early on, like February or March 2020. Super early on. We don't have exact dates here, but Fauci called for this proximal origin report to essentially say, oh my God, it's natural origin, bat soup, or whatever. Not a lab leak. Fauci trying real hard to brush up the evidence of a lab leak. You know, I'm hoping those Twitter files, the Fauci files aspect of those Twitter files that Elon Musk was touting, I think that he's waiting to drop those at the at a strategic time. I think he's waiting to drop those right before this House Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic gets going. Perfect timing. Drop the Fauci files two or three days before this house probe starts and that that would be for maximum impact so hey i'm okay waiting for those fauci files if that's what's going to go down i'm cool waiting but i'm still waiting although yes fauci needs to metaphorically roast metaphorically 
And then this making news today, former CDC director Robert Redfield. Um, probably one of the only CDC directors. This guy was CDC director under Trump, by the way. One of the only CDC directors that uh, I haven't thought is a total snake clown jackass. He might still be a little bit. I don't really know the guy, but... He's actually coming out and saying, and he said this before, he said this frequently over the last few years, is that, yeah, it's more than likely that COVID originated in a Chinese lab. Former CDC director even saying it. I think the CDC director before this guy, though, the one right before him, that was Scott Gottlieb. You guys familiar with Scott Gottlieb? Who I believe is now a... uh, on the board of directors for Pfizer, Mr. Scott Gottlieb. That CDC director goes all around the fake-ass news promoting vaccines and shutting down lab leak theories and, and whatnot. But this CDC director ain't too bad. Robert Redfield there. I don't remember exactly how long he was CDC director, but there you go. That's making news today. Another virus making news today. Oh, my God. Science breakthroughs, says CNN. Scientists have revived a zombie virus that spent 50,000 years frozen in permafrost. Holy fear porn, Batman. You can't fix, stupid. This is their first sentence. Warmer temperatures in the Arctic are thawing the region's permafrost, a frozen layer of soil beneath the ground and potentially stirring viruses that, after lying dormant for tens of thousands of years, could endanger animal and human health. Again, they're they're wrapping climate change in with virus fear porn. And you know this is some horseshit. I mean, viruses from tens of thousands of years ago aren't going to do shit compared to whatever cocktails they have in their cauldrons at their Wuhan labs and their Ukrainian bio labs and whatever the hell they have at Fort Detrick, right? No, be concerned about the 50,000 year old virus. That's probably like nothing weak, nothing. Our immune systems have had practice. Our immune systems have had so much practice from all those GMOs all those genetically engineered microorganisms and viruses that have been released upon us over the last 50 or 100 years. I'm not worried about some 50,000-year-old ancient bullshit virus. (laughs) Screw you, CNN. What you fear, porn? Uh, A few more things. We've got the FTC. The FTC won't let Elon Musk be... So Biden's FTC has demanded Twitter turn over internal communications relating to owner Elon Musk, as well as detailed information about layoffs. And they also want information. They also want Elon to identify all the journalists granted access to company records. So basically all the independent journalists like Matt Taibbi and the, uh, who's the other one? Schellenberger. And there was four or five other people 
all those independent journalists who've been putting out Twitter files, which there's, I think, five or six of them by now. So the Biden admin wants that data. Good luck. Good luck. Richest man in the world ain't going to give that up easy, or at least publicly richest man in the world. I'm sure the actual richest man in the world is sitting in some European mansion or something. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I doubt they'll get that info. Let's see. I found this curious. Judge Napolitano had some very interesting things to say about what Trump told him about the JFK files. So this news is on the JFK files. And on a podcast yesterday, today, yesterday, recently, Judge Napolitano, am I saying his name right? Napolitano? Napolitano. He was discussing um, a phone call he had with Trump right before Trump left office back in 2020, 2021 timeframe. Judge Nap asked Trump, about the JFK files. And Trump told Judge Knapp, if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release them either. Interesting. Incredibly interesting. So what is really in those JFK files? Why is Trump concerned about releasing them? Is he not releasing them because of the uproar they would cause? Or, or the, uh, could we say, panic, hysteria, or better yet, anger they would cause? It's curious. Curious statements there by Judge Knapp. And if true, what Trump said about those JFK files, that might answer some things as to why certain aspects of them were delayed. Kind of got to... You got to ease this stuff onto the public. You got to ease a lot of this stuff onto the public. I know a lot of us want the Band-Aid ripped off. I do, probably you, but we have a much different mindset out there as opposed to, you know, a couple hundred million more normie thinkers in this country. They would not handle that Band-Aid getting ripped off too well. And our last story here, we've got Congressman Tim Burchett out of Tennessee. Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett saying, uh, this is just kind of cool. This is kind of cool. Incredible times we live in. Incredible times. Congressman Tim Burchett says that alien UFO tech is being reverse engineered in secret. He told this to the media just the other day. He said this before. He said this sometime last year. I remember reporting on this, but he's continuously reaffirming his belief in that downed craft are being reverse engineered right now. Fascinating stuff. Is he wrong? Nope. I would say no. My personal belief, my personal opinion is I think this dude is very correct in that our military industrial complex does indeed have craft from 
not of this planet that they've been working to reverse engineer for probably upwards of 70, 80 years right now. Um, Roswell wasn't the only one, guys. Roswell was not the only one. It, it was not the first one. There was the Battle of L.A. incident over Long Beach Harbor in California in 1943, early 1943, which predated Roswell by about four or five years. And there's other crash craft from uh, around the world, stories of other crash craft in places like Italy and South America, possibly even Russia. So, no, this is a thing, very real thing. You might want to believe it, you might not believe it. Doesn't matter what your beliefs are. Um, truth don't care. So, no, I think this guy's onto something. And props to him for having the courage to speak out, having the bravery to speak out about it. So, there is that. And that's our show. Appreciate you guys. I'm going to bring in some music. We'll chat for a little bit. Get to the Q&A portion. Um, let's do... This right here. Cool. I saw some gold pills in Foxhole. Thank you, Sean Joe. Appreciate that. And I can only go back so far in the chat, but I think I saw Porpoiseful. Thank you, Porpoiseful. I think I saw you uh, send a few gold pills earlier. Thank you on DLive for those uh, DLive tips. Thank you, Rebecca, Kayla, Scooby Doobie. Thanks, guys. Let's see. How would Tim Burchett know? Well, a lot of these congressmen are getting briefings, by the way. Uh, and also, there's plenty of open source information out there, so you don't need to be a congressman to find the information, find the evidence that our military industrial complex has been trying to reverse engineer ET tech. There's plenty of open source information. Even uh, FOIA government reports describing craft that they uh, acquired. In fact, the Battle of Los Angeles incident I was just talking about, there are Army reports and Navy reports. Um, there might have even been two downed craft from that incident in 1943. And Army got one, Navy got one. So some evidence could most definitely point to that. Uh, you don't think UFOs are alien, at least not the post-World War II ones. Uh, I think it's both. I think the, I think many anomalous craft sightings we see in the sky are our craft. But I don't think they all are. It's a big cosmos out there, right? We can't be too arrogant to think that we're the only intelligent life here, nor the most intelligent life in the whole big darn universe. Come on now. Common sense, critical thinking. Yeah, where do they get the tools to disassemble the alien craft? Are they using standard or metric? <laughs> That's probably why it's so tough. We're using our uh, 
little peon Neanderthal human brains. Trying to uh, disassemble and understand tech that's probably using a whole different realm of science. Plus, right, the science we're taught in, the physics we're taught in uh, universities and colleges is, for the most part, ass backwards. So, we've got scientists with oftentimes flawed understandings of physics trying to work on concepts or work on tech that they can't really understand. Ha! How on flat earth do they pierce the firmament? I mean, it doesn't even take the, you don't even need the, the not of this world tech. You could just take the, the earthly scientists from the last hundred years and develop what they were working on, the likes of Victor Schauberger, Nikola Tesla, Wilhelm Reich, John Keeley, John Searle, the Bedini brothers, etc., etc. Hutchinson, they were all working on zero-point energy generation systems or and or propulsion systems, electrogravitic propulsion systems, T. Townsend Brown, Otis Carr, and keep going down the list, these are all human inventors. They were looking into this stuff that had their research blackballed or censored or suppressed. I was doing a deep dive into T Townsend Brown the other day, and I might even write a Substack article on that, but ooh, fascinating stuff, man. Fascinating. Like Nikola Tesla gets all the attention, and rightly so. He's doing a lot of cool stuff, but um, I think T. Townsend Brown, his work was just as fascinating and impactful as what Tesla was doing. He just doesn't get as much of the attention. But T. Townsend Brown, his work got classified real quick, got blackballed real quick. And what's, oh, here, I think I have this tab bookmarked. Um, I actually found 
So I was digging through, you know, I was digging through Google, digging through some search engines, and I found a uh, an AMA, a Reddit Ask Me Anything from 10 years ago. This is the daughter of Thomas Townsend Brown. She did a Reddit AMA on their conspiracy boards nine years ago. Linda Brown is her name, the daughter of Thomas Townsend Brown. And she, I mean, you could probably just keyword search that, like Reddit AMA, Thomas Townsend Brown or something, but I'll even drop this in the Rumble chat right now. Um, boop, there we go. There's some fascinating answers on this about her talking about her dad. There was one answer she was giving where basically there was some like private security group that hired this guy to live with their family and like protect them for a few years. Uh, she answers questions about UFOs and I guess Thomas Townsend Brown was even, uh, even discussed extraterrestrial intelligence with her at some point. T. Townsend Brown apparently called them uh, other entities or something to that effect. So yeah, anyway, go have fun. Go read through that as much as I did. And there was a, um, hold on. Oh, here it is, okay. So this is the rabbit hole I went down. One of the first comments on here, this guy, uh, I don't know, that account. I went to this link, the fairly detailed overview of Brown's life and his work. Clicked on that and it brings you to this long Reddit thread that he did. This is what, this is the rabbit hole I went down of T-Towns and Brown. And uh, this shit was fascinating. About Brown, um, his work on electrogravitics, making discs levitate. Also, what Thomas Townsend Brown was trying to do was also use uh, electrogravitics for communication. Basically, he, he was trying to make electrogravitic communication systems, meaning they would be, uh, or what modern scientists like to call quantum communication systems. I can't stand the word quantum. That That's just such a buzzword that people use without even understanding what the hell they're talking about. And really, the it's more or less meaningless. But um, Brown was calling it, Tetons and Brown was calling it an electrogravitic communication system. So meaning, rather than using the transverse electromagnetic waves that we use for things like radios and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, using electrogravitic waves would make the, would make it longitudinal. So instead of transverse waves, it was longitudinal, longitudinal waves. And in other words, you would have instantaneous communication without the need of cell towers and it's instant, it's faster than the speed of light, so it's pretty much instant communication. And um, that's tech he was working on 70 years ago. So 
we could have we could add quantum communication systems half a century ago. And levitating craft. And over unity electricity generators. But on the other hand, with all the brainwashing and social engineering that our civilization has endured over the last 2,000 years, 4,000 years, would we have been responsible enough to handle that kind of technology? That's the big question. Would we be responsible enough to handle it now? In large part, some of us, yes, but in large part, probably not, honestly. Unfortunately, probably not. Power corrupts. Thanks for the gold pills, guys. Uh, Matt, yeah, read through some parts of that Reddit for sure. PC Tech Pro. This brings back memories of the whiteboard days. Yeah, buddy. Your kids were asked if they believe in UFOs at public school a couple months back. It's priming for some sort of UFO happenings. We've already been seeing the UFO happenings. The New York Times printed their first articles five years ago at this point. So we've already been seeing the, the deep states UFO agenda roll out for the last five years. But I also think there's positive forces working behind the scenes to leverage that UFO agenda for the, for the positive, for the light side, if you will, right? I don't doubt that's also happening. So I'm not worried about some UFO agenda, deep state alien agenda, whatever the heck. I think no matter what, we're gonna see through their BS and, and push for full disclosure. Uh, I think the biggest thing that's gonna hold us back is just people's paranoia and schizophrenia, honestly. I think that's one of the biggest things that's holding all of us back, especially the truth movement, whatever you want to call it, patriot movement, it's their own freaking paranoia and schizophrenia. I mean, something happens and, and instantly, ah, distraction, ah, demons, ah, I can't, I mean, shill, you're a shill, you're a shill, ah, ah. I mean, they can't, their own fear, their own internal subconscious fear is not, not allowing people to critically think or to see like some opportunity or something positive that might be before them it's just automatic negative thoughts that come out and I mean on one hand it's good to be skeptical it's very good to be skeptical but you don't want to be so skeptical that you're just in a paranoia state of mind anyway back to that whole UFO agenda thing um, like I've been saying, we've been seeing it for the past five years. And rather than it being some massive event, like, ah, people screech blue beam, gonna be a alien invasion, whatever the heck. 
I don't think that's the agenda. <laughs> Comment just came in. Project Bluebeam. No, I don't think that's part of the agenda. In fact, I think that's more clickbait fear porn than anything. What I think the, the real UFO agenda the Deep State's putting forward is a new social justice warrior movement utilizing UFOs to push gatekeepers, to push narrative gatekeepers with. And that's been going on for five years, more or less. At least the next state, the latest stage of that has been happening the past five years. So those gatekeepers, you know, oh, UFOs are popular. Everybody's talking about it now. Mainstream media rolls out these gatekeepers on their programs to funnel the normies into. And then these UFO gatekeepers that get rolled out across the media, what are they also gatekeepers about? What are they also narrative pushes about? Wear your mask, take your vaccines, election wasn't rigged, January 6th, my bad, insurrection, all that sort of shit. So it's just another social justice warrior push. I've been studying this stuff a lot. I think that's the biggest agenda behind this mainstream UFO stuff. Not Bluebeam. I think it's more the social justice warrior narrative controlling. Because if they can funnel normies into those UFO gatekeepers, those UFO gatekeepers, they claim to be not political. Oh, it's a bipartisan issue. We're not political. Fuck yeah, you are. I see your tweets. A bunch of Trump haters. That's what the UFO community has turned into. A bunch of double mask wearing, double boosted Trump haters. And if the deep state can funnel all the normies into that community, it's great for them. Tell you what, the UFO community is in basically two camps. You've got the left-wingers, normie, double-boosted folk I was just describing, but then you also have this other group polarized on the other end who are the um, freaking schizophrenic folk. <laughs> There's secret space programs on every single planet, and I'm a whistleblower, and you're a whistleblower, and that person's channeling the Galactic Federation of Nations, and that person is channeling the Galactic Pleiadian Arcturian groups, and it's... They're freaking schizo, man. And their critical thinking has gone out the window. Just like the mainstream UFO group community critical thinking has gone out the window. So, I can't stand either of them. Everybody's a secret space program whistleblower these days. <laughs> Get out of here. Ha. <laughs> there was that Trump hater heckler at Contact 2019. You talking about that? Were you there? You talking about that dude that came up to me when I was doing that uh, Q&A? session on the grass in Palm Springs there. I've gotten heckled at actually a few different events I did. I remember I did a talk. This wasn't at Contact, but I think it was back in 2019. I was doing a talk in, of course it was LA. I think it was like the Burbank area or um, in the valley. Can't, can't remember the name of the area, but you go over the mountains and like into the valley. But I was doing a talk 
and there's like a hundred people there. It was around like the uh, uh, Kavanaugh confirmation hearings, I think. That was big in the news. So, uh, so I brought that up briefly, and some woman in the audience was totally triggered. I thought this was going to be a UFO talk. I didn't come here to hear some political speech. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen here, you dumb bitch. I didn't say that, but I thought that. UFOs are political, okay? Type, everything's connected. Mm, I just, you know, whatever. Oh, you were at contact. Oh, you're talking about the lady who got kicked out of the panel. That's right, yeah. There was a couple people that left that panel. I was wearing a Space Force shirt. <laughs> And yeah, some I remember that politics got brought up. You know, contact in the desert. Most of those UFO conferences are held in like Southern California, so you get the you get the Cali libs that come there. Yeah, everybody claims to have done a 20 and back nowadays. Shit, right? Dime a dozen. And look, I don't doubt that there were probably civilizations on this planet before us. Human civilizations. There's probably been ET civilizations watching what's been going on here for a long, long time. But when I see people on the internet that claim they know for a fact about what's going on with this civilization or this part of history or this or that. Alright guys, good chat tonight. Any other things you want to talk about? This Q&A sesh just turned into a cosmic talk, didn't it? Yeah, it's fun. Switches the topics up. Yeah, right, good point. We have no idea. They own our history. our history. The better answers are probably in the Vatican basement somewhere. You know what I mean? And hey, maybe some stuff we'll just never know. And you gotta be okay with that. There's some answers we may never get. Who is Q? We may never know. 
the mysteries of life, some of which may never be solved. All right, guys, good talk. I uh, appreciate you. I'll be back here, well, tomorrow, knowledge-based on Badlands Media. Justin and I will be having Ken Rolla on, and we'll be talking a lot more about free energy, anti-gravity, those sorts of subjects. Ken Rolla, very well-versed in those. So that'll be a fun chat if you want to talk more about that kind of stuff. Badlands Media tomorrow night. I'll be with you guys here on Friday. And then I think um, I've been meaning to do a clickbait of the week stream for a little bit. S probably Saturday late morning, early afternoon will be that. So that'll be a Saturday stream. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I think that's all. That's all I have to announce tonight. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your guys' support as well, whether it's on Locals, Buy Me a Coffee, my uh, Conscious Strength Supplements, whatever it is. Appreciate you guys, and I will see you on Friday. Take care, everybody. Have a good night.